Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love preseason magazine season. So when I heard, when I found out that Tuesday, May the 23rd was officially going to be the start of preseason magazine season, I could not 
help myself. And I went yesterday, grabbed the latest, the 2023 Athlon Sports College Football Preseason Magazine. And I thought, why not just run through this again out of respect for Athlon? I'm not going to read every description and give you every little detail, but just some things that I thought jumped out from their preseason magazine, what they have to say or what their thoughts are on South Carolina in regards to rankings, in regards to prediction for records, stuff like that, top 25, if you will. So without further ado, here is what Athlon Sports has to say about the Gamecocks and really the rest of the SEC. We'll start with the top 25. And yes, I have the magazine right here in front of me. Uh, Georgia, of course, the number one team in college football. I'll just go through the SEC teams, by the way. Georgia, number one. Alabama, number three. LSU at number six. Mm-mm-mm. The uh, the team in the upstate, by the way, at number 12. I know you guys are curious. Tennessee at number 15. Uh, Texas A&M, right, after a five-win season. They're at number 20. Ole Miss at number 21. And those are all of the SEC teams in the top 25. Ranking the rest here, Kentucky at 27, Arkansas at 29, and here come the Gamecocks at 31. I know we posted this on social media, actually, I think a couple of days ago. But 31st is where Athlon Sports has the Gamecocks going into the 2023 season. Uh, You then have, let's see, Florida. At 49, Missouri at 50, which having Florida ahead of Mizzou, that ranking surprises me. So, again, Florida at 49, Mizzou at 50, and Vanderbilt at 69. Nice, nice. Uh, I feel like we – yeah, okay, Mississippi State was at 33. I was like, where did we – where did Mississippi State go? They're always getting forgotten. Mississippi State at 33. Now, when it comes to their SEC preview specifically and their predicted orders of finish, we'll start with the West and we'll go to the East. In the West, they've got Alabama finishing 12-1, 8-0 in SEC play. In second place, the LSU Tigers, 10-2, 6-2 in SEC play. In third, Texas A&M at 8-4, 4-4 in conference play. In fourth, Ole Miss at eight and four, and also four and four in conference play. In fifth, Arkansas, seven and five, three and five in SEC play. In sixth, Mississippi State, six and six, and two and six in SEC play. And finally, in seventh, they've got the Auburn Tigers, six and six, and two and six in SEC play. So all seven teams in the Western Division. Athlon Sports has making a bowl game. That just goes to show you the depth of the SEC and specifically the SEC West. Here's how they have the East sorted out. At number one, of course, they've got the Georgia Bulldogs going 13-0 and 8-0 in SEC play. In second, they've got the Tennessee Volunteers, 9-3 overall, 5-3 in the SEC. In third place, the Kentucky Wildcats, 8-4 overall, 4-4 four four in SEC play. In fourth, the South Carolina Gamecocks, 7-5, 4-4 in SEC play. So they've got Carolina 7-5 this season, 4-4 four four in league play. And you would imagine, you would think to yourself, if Kentucky's in third at 4-4 four and, four, and South Carolina's in fourth at 4-4, four four, Athlon Sports 
must have Kentucky beating the Gamecocks. Very interesting. In fifth, they've got the Florida Gators, five and seven, three and five in SEC play. In sixth, they've got Missouri at six and six and two and six in SEC play, which is interesting. Missouri with more wins than Florida. Mizzou, Mizzou going to a bowl game and Florida not, but Florida with one more SEC win than the Tigers. And finally, in seventh, they've got the Vanderbilt Commodores going four and eight overall and one and seven. And SEC play, and of course, guys, the SEC championship, they've got the Georgia Bulldogs taking down Alabama in Atlanta and advancing to the college ball playoff with an undefeated 13-0 record, 8-0 in the conference. As we look at bowl projections, we'll go with just South. Well, we'll go down the list. Why not? We'll talk all SEC. We'll go down the list. In the Birmingham Bowl, they got Mississippi State taking on Troy. And again, these are all bowl projections. Mississippi State taking on Troy. In the Citrus Bowl, They've got Tennessee, Wisconsin, and the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, Kentucky-Pittsburgh, and the Gasparilla Bowl, Auburn-NC State, and the Gator Bowl, Ole Miss-North Carolina, and the Liberty Bowl, Mizzou versus Oklahoma State, and the Music City Bowl, Arkansas against Minnesota, and the ReliaQuest Bowl, South Carolina against Miami. Now, that would be a very intriguing game. The two teams did meet in 2014 in the Independence Bowl. So, ReliaQuest Bowl, South Carolina-Miami, and the Texas Bowl, They've got Texas A&M and TCU in the Peach Bowl, LSU-Washington in the Rose Bowl college ball playoff semifinal. They've got Alabama and Michigan, so they've got Bama making the playoff after losing to Georgia. Alabama-Michigan, and in the Sugar Bowl, the college ball playoff semifinal, the other game, Georgia taking on Southern Cal. Now, let me get into this really quickly, guys, because I'm not going to spoil, I'm not going to drop, of course, my predictions where I think South Carolina's going to finish how many games, whatever, what bowl game, but I just think it's interesting. They've got South Carolina fourth in the East, seven and five, four and four in league play. And I think that's, I'll say this, I think that's fair. I think seven and five is fair because you'd have to assume they don't have game by game predictions in here, right? But you'd have to assume South Carolina, they've got them losing to Georgia, Tennessee, AM, and who else? Who else am I thinking about? Georgia, Tennessee, A&M. And for some reason, I'm drawing a blank. Let's look at the schedule here. Let's look at the schedule. Um, okay, so if South... Okay, four Okay, four SEC losses. Excuse me. Excuse me. So that was correct. Georgia, Tennessee, A&M, and... It'd have to be Kentucky. It would have to be Kentucky if those teams are both finishing... With the same SEC record, but Kentucky is ahead of South Carolina, even with a better overall record. If the Gamecocks had beaten Kentucky, had the tiebreaker. So they think Kentucky's going to come into Williams Bryce Stadium and beat the Gamecocks with Devin Leary at quarterback and Liam Cohen as their offensive coordinator. And like I said, guys, early July, I'll drop my full game-by-game predictions. I, I think these picks are fair. And it's interesting for me to say that because a couple of months ago, you know, more recently after the end of the 2022 season, I think we would have all adamantly agreed, but it's interesting how the hype train for South Carolina sort of lost some of that momentum, that early steam it had, if you will. Seven and five, four and four. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think it's fair. What this also identifies or what this also indicates, they've got the Gamecocks losing to Clemson in the season finale. Seven and five, four and four, three and one in non-conference play. So, I mean, do we do we think they'd have Carolina losing to UNC beating Clemson? I highly doubt it. So, um, you know, it's I think you can expect to see more of this, guys, as we get closer to the season. You're hearing Kentucky get a lot of hype. I don't think Florida's going to catch much hype. I'm surprised how low they are on Missouri. Listen, I understand that Mizzou offensively, they've got questions. Brady Cook at quarterback, but they returned like 80% of their defense, and they were one of the best defenses in the conference last year. And by the way, South Carolina still has to go to Como. But I think what Athlon, it looks like to me what they're banking on is this. And I was having this conversation this morning. South Carolina football right now, at least, or really over the history of this program, and it's a joke, right? It's a running joke that it's that this would be very Gamecock of us or this happening would be very Gamecock of us. Well, what does that mean? Gamecock teams are known to, I would almost say, play to the level of their competition. Gamecock teams are known to, once a season, especially when it comes to the football side of things, once a season, play out of their minds and pull off a big upset, while also, once a season, having a, a, a mind-numbing performance and dropping a game. They're not supposed to, right? We're all familiar with that. We're all very familiar with that. And so it looks like, to me, what they're saying is, okay, is going to get that Mizzou monkey off their back, but it's going to be another team that trips them up. And it looks like that game, of course, is the Kentucky Wildcats. So very, very interesting indeed. Uh, here's something else that stood out, guys, and, I, and I've talked about this a lot in regards to the running back position, you know, w- with the state of that room. And we'll do position unit previews as we get closer, of course, to the 2023 season. We do that every single preseason. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I mentioned to you all, right, what when South Carolina missed on a couple of running back targets, hey, don't be surprised when the preseason magazines come out and, and the Gamecocks are near the bottom, right, when it comes to these these. SEC unit rankings, if you will. And I posted this on social media this morning, and I'm about to read them off now, but uh, I'll tell you this. At first glance, it, it was it was much... It was much tougher than I expected. Like, I, honestly, this, this was a lot uglier than I thought it would be because, like, you know running back's an issue, you know edge, but, like, you feel good about other spots on the roster. 
Here's how Athlon Sports breaks down their 2023 unit rankings for the SEC. They've got South Carolina ranked fourth at quarterback, which makes a lot of sense, right? Spencer Rattler, I think you could, you could argue he's the best returning quarterback in the SEC East. And when you look at the SEC, I mean, you've got uh, Jaden Daniels at, uh, at LSU. You've got Will Rogers at Mississippi State. I mean, outside of that, I mean, you know, we can start to have the conversation with, with Devin Leary, I guess. Maybe Joe Milton, but I wouldn't put Joe Milton ahead of Spencer Rattler right now. You know, you're certainly not putting Carson Beck ahead of him. You're not putting Graham Mertz ahead of him. You're not putting Brady Cook ahead of him. You're not putting whoever Vandy's trotting out there. K.J. Jefferson, by the way, my God, I almost forgot about K.J. Jefferson. So that would make sense to me. So K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas, you know, I think Will Rogers, uh, Jaden Daniel LSU. Then you got Spencer Rattler. That You can convince me fourth. That's a fair projection. And they've got the Gamecocks quarterback unit quarterback rating at fourth. And also, dude, you think about the strength of the room with Luke Doty, Lenora Sellers, Tanner Bailey. You got a really strong quarterback room. So fourth, I can live with. That makes sense. The rest of the way it's where is where it's really, really interesting. Running backs, they got the Gamecocks ranked 13th, which I mean it's just not surprising. It's just not. The only team lower in the Gamecocks is Vanderbilt at 14th. 13th at the running back position. They've got Carolina 7th at wide receiver, which here's my only thing with this. Does wide receiver include tight end? Because they don't have tight ends listed. Um, they got Carolina 7th. I understand why they have the Gamecocks of the guys. I mean, I, I know some will say, oh, my God, there's no way. But if you look at who Carolina lost, you know, I don't have it pulled up right in front of me, guys, but I think you lost like four of your top six pass catchers. I mean, you've got Juice Wells and then who? You know, even Xavier Leggett, who I think a lot of us are high on and excited for, guy had like 180 yards receiving last year. Amarian Brown, who's a speedster, did he even have 200 yards receiving last year? To carry on Joyner, who, hell, he's transitioned to running back, right? Eddie Lewis comes from Memphis, nice pickup, but I mean, who knows, right? So I think there's definitely question marks outside of Amarian Brown. I mean, Trey Knox, you got to figure in. Hey, there's questions with Trey Knox, too. He's huge. He's big, but hasn't really had a season where he's broken out. And guys, he hasn't had a touchdown against Power Five competition since October of 2021. So, seventh, you know, I can live with. I think the potential for that room is high. I think there's a glass ceiling with that room that can absolutely shatter. The defensive side is where it gets really, really bad. Uh, Gamecocks ranked 12th, or excuse me, I didn't even talk about the offensive line. 12th on the offensive line. And here's what's scary about this, guys. That's including Jalen Nichols. That's including Jalen Nichols. The only teams worse at offensive line that they've got are Missouri at 13th and Vanderbilt at 14th. So, and again, that's with Jalen Nichols for South Carolina. Moving to the defensive side. Gamecocks defensive line, 13th. Linebackers, 13th. Defensive backs, 9th. Based off these ratings, I don't know if Carolina's going to be able to stop anybody. <laughs> now, to be fair, this defensive line rating comes out before the addition of Jotius Gear, so that helps, obviously. But, um, yeah, they've got major, major question marks about Carolina on the defensive side. And, again, I, I mean, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. I mean, we're talking about a Gamecocks defensive front that 
with Zach Pickens, who just got drafted, um, you know, with your starting two linebackers a year ago who you lost, Sherrod Green and Brad Johnson, you lose those two guys, and you feel good about who you have returning. But that team couldn't stop the run to save their lives. And the addition of Travian Robertson, I think it helps, but how much can it help? How much can it help? As we move into, and what really surprised me, they've got games to watch. None of these games include South Carolina, which I think is just wrong. Um, it's just wrong. I'm going to read this. An opposing SEC assistant coach, right? So this is a random person, random quote from a random coach. And they always have like those scouting, the whoever, right? The scouting sections. Here is what an opposing SEC assistant coach had to say about the Gamecocks. Quote, Shane Beamer is a rising star in this industry. It's not like the Steve Spurrier years when they made Clemson afraid, but they're making more noise than any Carolina coaching staff has since the Tigers started winning national championships. Spencer Rattler is wildly inconsistent. Can they lock him in and keep him productive? That OC Dabble Loggins has a wide resume, some NFL stuff, and some Bryles Air Raid stuff. They lost a lot on defense. It's hard to plug them in as that for sure number two team in the East when they're dropping portal guys on defense to power programs. What they did last year could be the launch point to change the perception, but they have to manage the swing. That's the secret when you're a non-traditional power. Shane can make them run through a wall for him, but the trick now is to win all the games you're supposed to to not have that typical South Carolina loss. That last sentence is very well said, right? And it's, it kind of echoes what we've been saying coming into this season, like about why it's so important to get to eight wins, to set a new floor, to break the mold of traditional South Carolina football, right? To avoid that typical loss. As he said, you know, we made the joke last year, but I mean, hell guys, it's not even really a joke. We were at 10 roof last summer. We said, not what's the letdown game on the schedule. What What's the Gamecock loss on the schedule? Just the, just the Gamecock loss. What loss is that? You know it's coming. Unfortunately, you know it's coming. What is that game? What is that game? I'll read the final analysis they have for Carolina. I know I said I wasn't going to go into everything, but I'm, I'm really not. There's tons of other stuff, by the way, so be sure to check out their magazine. I mean, this is not a, an ad, by the way. I just I like all these preseason magazines. Um, and we've had our guy, Braden Gall, on the show, by the way, who he, he directly helps, produces this magazine. So Braden and the guys, they do a great job with Athlon Sports. This is what they have to say about the Gamecocks. And it's very vague, obviously, but they say there's a lot to like, although the Gamecocks lost a lot of talent. The schedule's again daunting, featuring just three home games in the first two months and back-to-back trips to Mizzou, uh, who have four straight wins over Carolina. And Texas A&M, the Gamecocks are 1-8 and eight against the Aggies all-time. Granted, South Carolina beat them last year. They have those games in October. Yet the Gamecocks are at home the entire month of November. Head coach Shane Beamer won seven games in year one, then improved to 8-5 and five in 2022. With major cogs of his offense back, don't bet against more improvement. Which I think is fair. Again, a very vague analysis, but you know the schedule is something that's brought up. Of course, you have North Carolina to open in Charlotte, Furman at home at Georgia, Mississippi State at home at Tennessee, Florida at home, and there's a bye week, by the way, between Tennessee and Florida. 
Uh, Florida at home at Mizzou at A&M. And then you close out with four straight at home. Jacksonville State, Vandy, Kentucky, and Clemson. Now, one of the reasons I love these preseason magazines, guys, is are the depth charts. I love referring to these when we're doing uh, the opponent preview series, right? which that's going to have a new spin on it, by the way. We're gonna actually going to bring people on from those respective teams, get them in here, talk a little ball, get a little scouting report on their team, how they're feeling, what have you. I think that'll be a lot of fun. But when I would do those, I just I loved getting the depth charts in here, right? These are these magazines. I mean, they're not 110% accurate, but they do talk to coaches. They've got a feel on, you know, who's at least leading in the clubhouse to get the starts. Here's what jumps out to me from this depth chart. And again, there's a couple of things here and there. You know, will a Morgan Brown start over Eddie Lewis? Heck, I don't know. Will uh, Juju McDowell start over Dak Joyner? I don't know. Uh, you know, there's a couple of ones here and there that you can you can dive into and disagree with. But from a depth perspective, they show the two deep, right? They've got the starting offensive line as, and this is what they have listed. Jalen Nichols at left tackle, Nick Gargiulo at left guard, Vershawn Lee at center, Trey Jones at right guard, and Tyshawn Wanamaker at right tackle. We all know Jalen Nichols is out, right? He's out. I would say for the year. I think that's a safe bet. So that's your starting five. Here's your backup five. You ready for this? Here's your backup five. They have listed, again, it's not perfect, but here's what they have listed. Here are the names of your backup five. At left tackle, Sidney Fugard, who was the transfer from Western Illinois. At left guard, Ja'Kai Moore. He's played a lot of good football. Uh, a senior, so a veteran guy. At center, Nick Gargiulo. <laughs> okay, so he's listed as a starter. So, all right, Nick Gargiulo, which I think Marquis Anderson will slide in somewhere he'll help with depth. But Nick Gargiulo at center. At right guard, Chase Swigert. And at right tackle, Grayson Maines. Both of those last two I mentioned are true freshmen. I say all that to say, guys, because to echo what to echo what J.C. Sherbert said yesterday, I am very concerned about the offensive line. I am. I am very concerned about it. And the Gamecocks are recruiting at a very, very high level when it comes to the offensive line. The problem is those guys are not ready to play right now. They're just flat out not. And uh, you're not going to win a lot of games in the SEC if you're asking freshmen to play on the offensive front. So staying healthy on the offensive line, that might be the key to the season. We'll, we'll do the position at preview series later in the summer, but staying healthy, that really truly might be the key for the group because you just don't have the bodies. You do not have the quality depth to withstand injuries up front. You then look at the defensive front, the defensive line. You look at their depth. They've got Strawn at one end, Huntley and Hemingway in the middle, and Brian Thomas Jr. at the other end. Now, I think we all agree Jatius Gear probably going to be a day one starter. They don't have him listed here because that happened, you know, keeping up with the portal. They just they can't get all these names in here. Uh, the backups, they've got Tyreek Johnson at one end, which, again, I think Brian Thomas Jr. probably slides to a backup spot. They got Terrell Dawkins at the other end, and they got TJ Sanders and Nick Barrett as the backup. So I think the depth is, is solid there. I think the depth is solid. But as they mentioned, as as they mentioned, the the rushing defense or lack thereof that we saw last year. I mean, that's the big concern of the defensive side, and you know, it's one of the reasons. Honestly, like you look at the passing defense numbers and how good they've been. Part of the reason is because teams don't have to throw. That was the case yet again last year. And I'm going to sound like a broken record this preseason talking about this, but um, you know, 
It's it's just the reality of, of where you are right now. Outside of that, guys, outside of that, they've got some recruiting stuff. Um, they've got, let's see, recruiting by position, top one, top 300 signees. The Gamecock should be in here. Yeah, number 19, Nicholas Harbor, heading to South Carolina. So they've got that in there. Uh, all kinds of good stuff, man. All kinds of good stuff. So definitely check them out. Athlon Sports, their preseason magazine. We'll have uh, maybe somebody from Athlon. You know, Lindy's will drop. Phil Steele, Brett Cianci of Pick 6 Preseason. We love, I love preseason magazine season. So and this is just the beginning. And any chance, any opportunity we get to talk college football, it's great. But check them out for sure. But some interesting stuff from the folks at Athlon. That was really just the tip of the iceberg there. So again, check them out. Athlon Sports. And we'll see if their predictions and their thoughts on the Gamecocks do indeed come to fruition.